1: AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio.
0: With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Former President Donald Trump will be formally arrested and
2: arraigned Tuesday in New York. Court officials in Manhattan have confirmed that Trump is expected to turn himself in Tuesday afternoon and that he'll be booked mostly like anyone else facing criminal charges. The booking would include a mugshot and fingerprinting. However, the former president is not expected to be put in handcuffs. The historic scene also will include Trump's appearance before a judge, where Trump's lawyers say he will plead not guilty. Greg Clugston reporting.
0: Another brutal round of storms. Tornadoes killing at least 18 people overnight in the south and parts of the Midwest. Officials say dozens of twisters touching down in at least seven different states. Seven people killed in Tennessee. Four others died in the town of Wynn, Arkansas. This is SRN News.
3: This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. This week, another heartbreaking school shooting, this time in Nashville.
4: We thank our wonderful officers for everything that they did to neutralize that threat as fast
3: as they did. All this and more. Join us for our program and sign up for our podcast at
1: townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, the Patriot Intelligent Radio.
5: A great way to start saving money these days is with the Patriot Half-Off Deals Program at am1280thepatriot.com. Make sure to click the Half-Off Deals icon to start saving 50% or more on great products and services right here in the Twin Cities. It's the Patriot Half-Off Deals Program at am1280thepatriot.com. Your weather, tonight's low reaching 21 degrees, partly cloudy skies for your overnight. Sunday does warm up high of 50 degrees, partly sunny skies for your afternoon. It's am 1280 the Patriot.
6: Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of moldy, dingy, institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, 19 years going on, 20 years strong, dominating all Twin Cities media and making it look easy. We are despots, benevolent, but nonetheless absolute in the domination of Twin Cities media. Myself, Brad Carlson, uh, tomorrow from 1 to 3. Jack Tomzak, the new guy, coming up at 3 o'clock. And King Banyan, Saturday mornings, 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. So it was two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, we had a broadcast that got probably more positive comments faster than anything I've done in probably 10 years on the show. It was an interview with a a woman named Cassie Fredrigal, who's a uh, former school board candidate, a parent uh, at, at her local school district. She was talking about the sort of... I don't know scarlet letter shaming that goes on, uh, and and institutional mean girl uh, shenanigans that go on whenever you go against any of the school district's policies. Uh, and and I thought, what well, this is just typical of the way school districts operate in a place like St. Paul or Minneapolis. And then we talked, and I realized, wait, this isn't Minneapolis. This isn't St. Paul. This isn't even Edina. This is this is Little Falls. Little Falls, which is a part of Minnesota that that apparently isn't isolated and far out from the metro enough to be immune from the depredations of the current academic industrial complex when it comes to turning school districts into progressive indoctrination centers. Nonetheless, it is conservative enough a place uh, for us to, for them to elect our next guest to the Minnesota State Senate. My pleasure to welcome uh, Senator Nathan Wiesenberg uh, who, to to the broadcast here today. A, uh, a wildlife biologist by trade, a hard-read conservative in the Minnesota State Senate uh, by avocation and by current uh, vocation. Here, Senator Wiesenberg, welcome to the broadcast today. Great to meet you.
3: Hi, how are you guys doing today? Uh,
6: you know what they say, the worst day on the air is better than the best day off the air. And I'm enjoying one of those days here. So uh, you, you no yeah. doubt heard about the discussion I had uh, two or three weeks ago with Cassie Fredrigal. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so this, this uh, is the tip of an iceberg of a much larger issue. Uh, that is is bubbling underneath the surface in a lot of Minnesota school districts outside the metro area, which astounds a lot of us in the metro area, that the cancer has spread out that far. You are introducing a Parents' Bill of Rights uh, bill in the Minnesota state legislature. I want to come back to that. But let's talk yep. about the, the issues of, of why now, and uh, why, why you're doing this, and why now. What's the presenting need for this legislation, Senator Wiesenberg? Well, parents
3: have... Uh right to know what's happening in schools and parents are in control of their children and the schools are not and the state is not and you should have the final say in what your kids are seeing and what they're doing in schools. Um, the teachers union thinks different and Minnesota education thinks different but that's the way it is. Uh, it's our job to teach our kids and school is an extension of that but as Parents, it's our right to know what's going on in
6: schools. You would think so, and, and my father was a high school teacher. And, and the idea, if you and by the way, has voted for exactly one Republican in his adult life. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's a former teachers' union guy. Although when you start him talking about the union now, he sounds like a Ron Paul guy, which is kind of interesting. But uh, Senator yeah. Wiesenberg, let's talk about the status quo because if you if you haven't had kids in school lately, if you graduated from school a few years ago, this idea that the teacher union and and the academic industrial complex thinks they have some overarching right to control what goes gets put into your kids' heads is completely foreign. Let's talk about the 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 cancer, if you will, that this bill of rights is attempting to rectify uh, from your perspective, Senator Wiesenberg.
3: Well, you know, I was I graduated in the year two thousand, and I am on the education policy committee in the Senate, and part of that reason I chose to be on the committee is I feel like our education system is quickly falling apart. Uh-huh. When I was in school, I I felt like I got a really good education. This stuff didn't exist. You know, we were taught people were equal. We treat each other equally. We know that, you know, there are some bad things that happened in history in the past, and we learned about that, but we didn't we weren't fighting each other and continually trying to make up for what happened in the past. We were trying to grow together, and that just isn't what's going on. And so it kind of, to me, when it first started, when I first started committee, like three months ago, I, I felt like a foreign land, finding out what's going on in schools right now. Um, so I, 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 I sit here and I question when we're talking about, like, they want to... Have civics as a mandatory class. Well, so when I was in school, we had civics classes, and they want to have, um, you know, teach you how to balance your checkbook and the, all these kinds of things. oh so I did that in school starting in sixth grade, and it was just embedded throughout different classes through school. And they're saying none, none of this is being taught, which uh, if it's not being taught in the Metro, I, I don't know. I know in outstate <laughs> Minnesota, it's
6: Yeah, no, I had to laugh at that. No, it's not being taught in the Metro, at least not when my kids were in school. So, yeah, absolutely not. The stories of what my kids were taught uh, would probably make you yak up your skull out there in relatively sane uh, Little Falls. Let me just tell you that, Senator Wiesenberg, but carry on. Yes. Yeah, well, and I I can tell you a story about my own child. Uh, I've got three kids,
3: three girls. They're 11, 9, and 7. And last year in February, so just a little over a year ago, in fourth grade, my kids go to the Catholic school in Little Falls. Uh, they had a, a talk about, you know, turning into a girl and whatever, which is fine. That's not inappropriate, but, you know, do it at a, a fourth grade or a 10-year-old level. Well, my daughter came home with this book, and the first page says, My mom and dad have read this and agreed that I can look through it. Well, we hadn't read it, and we didn't sign it. Ooh. They're flipping through. And it's talking about masturbation and sex changes, and I'm like, "You're giving this to my ten-year-old child <laughs> at a Catholic school in uh, the middle of Minnesota." So if that's happening here in the middle of Minnesota, I can only imagine what's happening everywhere else.
6: I had my daughter went through a class uh, once upon a time where the teacher taught the class. It, it, this is I'm not kidding. This is in as many words taught the class that the reason there are sharks in the tropics is because they mutated to live in the tropics because of all the slaves being pushed over the sides of slave ships. And and you're a wildlife <laughs> biologist. <laughs> you, wow. you, you can obviously agree to the, the absolute scientific veracity of that, I suspect, if anyone could. Uh, yeah,
3: and, uh,
6: and also that uh, hurricanes were God's, uh, God's retribution on America for the slave trade. Uh, this was, by yeah. the way, an economics class. So uh, that should tell you a little something about life in St. Paul. At any rate, uh, so yeah, well, oh, go ahead.
3: I would say, well, you know, to speak about some of that, they want to embed ethnic studies in all in all forms of classes throughout the next, you know, ten years or whatever. So right now, it's in social studies, but each each you know few years, other uh, issues come up. So you know, like our standards, I should say, so math, science, reading, fiad. ed each time those standards come up and they review it, the uh, commissioner of education is supposed to embed ethnic studies in there. Now, I don't have, I can't remember exactly the bill. The big bill is 1311, the education omnibus bill. Um, So this is all in there, but ethnic studies also defines non-binary people and all kinds of other crazy things. So we're supposed to embed this in math and reading and science. Um, if If you want to teach a class about you know, ethnic studies and social studies, but keep the racism stuff out of it, well, fine, but we're going way past that.
6: Or put the um, racism stuff in it, but do it in, a, in an academically valid way, something that's not flogging uh, the, the equity agenda. I mean, there's there's a perfectly legitimate st- study of racism. I mean, it has existed. Right. Well, and what—and
3: that's what we're, we're just teaching people to hate each other, and that's not what we should be doing. We need to, we need to get along and grow and move forward and not, you know, keep hating each other because what happened 100 200 300, whatever years ago um and I also have a story about uh and so in 2011 I went to St. Cloud State University and they had a minority studies class and it wasn't required at that time but I took it anyway did I say 2011 2001 I'm sorry so (laughs) 22 22 years ago I'm I'm aging myself um but I took this class And literally the first day of class, the teacher said, all white people are racist. Men hate women. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know this. And, you know, we're in central Minnesota. It was about a week and a half into the class. Two black female students turned our teacher in for being racist. Now, what does that tell you about how much of this is BS? When two black female students say you're wrong and you're lying, and she had to stop teaching the way she was teaching for that trimester or semester anyway. Um, But this has been going on in universities for Decades and decades, and, 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 that's it's, that,
6: that's and it strikes from. me as, as as more than likely that the only reason the teacher uh, stopped or or changed her tack on the subject was because the those objecting were black. I mean, if you if you were if right. you were a white student objecting, this you would just be asserting the white supremacist patriarchy in, in that case. But uh, if you, you know, the the African American women had the moral authority to to question, which itself. Tells you an awful lot about PC culture in this country, uh, for better, well, for worse and worse. Let's just say so. Right? Yeah. Clearly, uh, there there is a problem out there, and so this uh, has brought you to introduce a parents' bill of rights. Now, this is big in the news nationwide. Of course, there is one going on at the federal level as well. The uh, the House at the federal level, the Republicans who have the majority there have a shot of getting it through uh, the House, although it, it's most likely DOA in the Senate. Tell us a little bit about how your bill it differs from the federal version.
3: Well, I was looking at, uh, so I talked to uh, some parents and people who are putting this together. Um, you know, it basically, it says parents have a right to know what's happening in schools and they have the final say. Um, now the way things are happening in session right now where bills are done being able to be introduced. So I would, I'll have to introduce this as an amendment to an education bill on the Senate floor. Um, I said, it won't go anywhere this year, but that is my plan is to introduce it as an amendment. Um, obviously, the Democrats are not going to allow it to be attached, but um, we're going to let them know that it's up to parents to decide what their children learn, not some think tank in St. Paul.
6: Right. So uh, y- y- and that was going to be my next question. You sort of anticipated it. I mean, ag- against the full trifecta, I mean, it's pretty much DOA in terms of, of, of votes. So for those who don't follow the way the political game is played, th- there's a reason to actually introduce a bill like this, even though it might be DOA and in an off year for elections. I mean, why why introduce it at all, someone may, may ask. And the answer to that, Senator Wiesenberg, is... Oh, we have to show
3: them we're fighting and we're not going to stop, and, and we're supporting the parents out there. And this is going to make people pay attention and hopefully see what's going on. Because if we don't say anything, nobody knows what's happening. That's what frustrates me with po- politics on our own side is I feel like we've been afraid to tell the truth. We need to tell people what's happening. Otherwise, you don't hear it. Because the news sure held us and talk about it. Sorry, I don't know if I can say
6: it. Absolutely. Not. That's perfectly fine here. So it. We're Salem, but it's uh, we, we can get away with that. At any rate, uh, the, the other good reason, of course, uh, Senator Wiesenberg is it's going to come around twice because, of course, introduced in the first year of the biennium, uh, it will yep. stay on the table for next year, and when the DFL votes against it next year, it will be prime campaign fodder for all those parents out state who need to show up at the polls in 2024 and turn this ship around while it can still be turned. So, uh, what's the bill, and wh- wh- how 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 can people uh, in greater Minnesota, everywhere in Minnesota, including all of us parents here in the city who have had enough, uh, what's the bill and how can people help uh, you you push this forward, Senator Wiesenberg? Well,
3: I have, so the bill I have in front of me is the one that, um, it's on the Minnesota Parental Bill of Rights, let's see, it's on Liberty Prosperity Blogspot, so I'm talking to... Uh, parents and I was trying to get a hold of the author about it so um, I that's the, what I know about it like I said I'm gonna do the amendment I don't have a bill number yet Oh, but, that's right, You're right. Uh, I don't have the I don't have the bill number but like I said it's it's basically it says parents have final say and if you want to do something as a parent you need to contact your school boards your super well your superintendents are on point, they're on our side. I've talked to many when I say many, over thirty superintendents in the last month who are very frustrated at things that are happening. Oh, good. Um, we've got we've got all these mandates that are coming down in the state saying you have to do this and that and they are not going to be able to operate their schools with all these new mandates. Even with the five billion dollars that Wall says he's given to schools, schools are still going to be operating in the red because when they're mandating we've got um, new teachers that have to be hired when there's already, they're already short staffed. Now they're going to be forced to hire new teachers and they're not going to have enough money to operate. This is going to hurt our children.
6: Yeah. Um, so, so you're, that's, that's the point. Uh, sorry, Carrie. So yeah, we're, we're short of time. Senator Weaselberg, uh, like you said, it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's an amendment at this point. It's not formally a bill yet. Any chance, any, yep. any chance or inten- uh, inclination to bring it back as an actual bill at the beginning of the next session?
3: Absolutely. And I do know that there are a couple other bills like this. I think Senator Glenn Grunhagen has one. Yep. So um, I would have to look up his uh, Eric Lucero might have one as well. Okay. Um, these bills do exist, but um, we're going to we're going to
6: push for it. So. Senator Wiesenberg, we're just about up against the break here. So what I'd like to do is make sure we stay in touch on this and what all the various bills and all the various sponsors, I'd like to see what we can do to to push some support their way as we go through this session and get ready for the next one. The next one, of course, in an election year is going to be a big one. And as we saw in Virginia going up against a similarly bizarre trifecta of crazies, this issue actually does move people, motivate people to get to the polls and cause uh, blue states to flip, and so there's great potential here. Senator Wiesenberg, I thank you for your time. I appreciate this, and let's uh, do stay in touch on this, okay? Yep, sounds great. Thank Thank you very much. Senator uh, Nathan Wiesenberg, ladies and gentlemen, I will post his link at shotinthedark.info. Much more when we come back, go nowhere. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot.
1: Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
7: Whether a lazy weekend spent up north enjoying Minnesota lake life, finding your favorite Juicy Lucy or attending a music festival in the city, discovering bands that become the soundtrack of your summer. It is these precious, fleeting moments experienced together that shape us and make us who we are. Plan your dream vacation at exploreminnesota.com. Sponsored by Explore Minnesota Tourism. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station.
1: Epiphany Catholic School strives to grow your students' heart and mind to give students an education grounded in faith, knowledge, and virtue. Although educational styles change, the vision of faith-infused education never wavers. Epiphany is committed to forming students into saints and citizens for this world and the next. Epiphany Catholic School is located in Coon Rapids, serving students from pre-K through 8th grade. For more information, visit epiphanyschoolmn.org. GodTube.com Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun Get the best of GodTube every morning And start your day with a smile Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily When you subscribe at GodTube.com A division of Salem Media Group
6: AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you be so inclined, and I hope you are. If you're a conservative who agrees with me, I'd love to hear from you. If you're a progressive who disagrees with me, I welcome you even more. I think it's happened like three times in, four times in 19 years. We've actually had someone from the left of center actually engage with us on this because they generally don't pack the gear. Uh, It's urban progressive privilege. It's a muscle they never have to develop. I will say this. It's an observation that was made during the glory days of the Minnesota Organization of Bloggers and the Northern Alliance of Blogs, the the group of bloggers that led to this show originally back in 2002 to 2004 before the show went on the air, is that when you're a conservative in a place like the Twin Cities, you pretty much have to pack the gear to, to punch way above your weight because you're outnumbered. You're a little bit like the Finns in the Winter War against the Soviets. You're outnumbered four to one, so you better make every shot count. Uh, we're kind of the same way. Conservatives here in the metro are sort of like the Finns of 1940 and 41. And, and the, the the other side, well, they're they're kind of like the, the Soviet soldiers blundering around in the woods, wearing brown coats against a white background, driving tanks into ambushes. I mean, they think they have all the power, but once you get up close... They fold up and run away, or you just sort of knock them, their points off, rhetorically, one at a time. E- easy as. Anyway, uh, so we talked a little bit about the, the the imperial entitlement of Mayor Carter's staffer this past week. Again, uh, the the people who walked into the uh, the, the ramen shop. And uh, basically carried out their bodily functions on the floor of the bathroom and were drunk and started swinging at the uh, at the staff and wound up getting maced and sent on their way. Uh, and a police report was filed. And, and these are people, not just, by the way, petty little staffers, not a bunch of minimum wage uh, phone bank employees. We're talking senior staffers for Mayor Carter are behaving disgracefully in, in a way that, that a college fraternity – would look at would look at and go, dude, dial it back. But that's the entitlement that goes with being uh, a senior member, a member of the of the class, uh, uh, someone who's a junior member of the sinecured class. And we see a lot more of that. I mean, we talked a little bit uh, earlier about about Governor Waltz and his, shall we say, peevish, dare I say, Dwight Schrute like speech about having his administration's hat handed to it in federal court uh, in in litigation against the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. And, I mean, he he was basically bending over backwards to blame Republicans for the fact that on this issue, on the gun issue, he does not pack the gear to keep his caucus together because he knows— Something the progressive movement doesn't seem to. I mean, you look at the social media response to the discussion of the governor's peevish, red-faced, ranting response. I mean, the, dare I say, Dwight Schrute-like response to this uh, the, the, this subject. They go, well, you guys are against history. Uh, gun control is on the ascendant and it's going to win. And so feel free to shackle yourself to a bunch of losing issues. Gun control is the losing issue. I mean, it may get some traction in moldy blue strongholds like Minneapolis and St. Paul. This was all written about years ago by Kareem Shia in in an article that I've highlighted many times at Shot in the Dark That Info. Gun rights are winning, but nobody realizes it. And by the way, don't take – I mean, and he makes a great case in a very long, exceptionally well-researched article uh, about how gun rights have really climbed – uh, into the, the ranks of viral causes that really the left can't stop at this point in history. Not just because the Supreme Court is 6-3 conservative, although that doesn't hurt. Even without the Supreme Court in its current state, gun rights is going to win. Uh, by win, I mean nationwide. Here in Minnesota, here in states that are they're even remotely purple, we still have to fight like heck. Uh, but that's... The, the idea that these leftists have that, that gun control is going to win in the long run in a nation where the majority of the people for the first time in history say that the Second Amendment is, is a right of the people, a, a right of the individuals, and they support it. I mean, polling that's just come in in recent years for the first time in my cognitive life that the idea of gun control is a now, for the first time since I've been involved in this issue— Since 1987, which was, what, 15 years ago? It's now a minority opinion. And most of that minority is concentrated in places where the Democratic Party and the DFL hold more or less unrestricted sway. So that was behind uh, the governor's rant uh, yesterday. And we'll be talking more about that because this, this is showing some of the imperial nature of the waltz presidency it came at the same during the same week that it came out that uh, now that the governor's mansion is being remodeled to the tune of i think six million dollars he's being moved out him and his family are being moved out to what could be described as a a mansion-esque lake house in sunfish lake and uh, i mean this is It should be a scandal. I mean, mean, what says one Minnesota better than living in a million-dollar lakeside mansion on the taxpayer's dime? I mean, Minnesotans, you and I, people like you and us, working schnooks who are on the hook for one Minnesota, uh, are staggering through inflation, through gas prices. An economy that's teetering on the brink of crisis as the federal government just keeps printing dollars, which are becoming increasingly worthless – the state's putting $6 million into repairing the governor's mansion. Governor and his family will cool their heels in a lakeside house on Sunfish Lake, $17,000 a month for 18 months. That is uh, something like 300000 bucks. Why so posh? I mean, we're told it's partly practical. Uh, qu- quoting the Pioneer Press article on the piece, the uh, the state has a 17-point list of qualifications. It that indicated that the property would need to have security features be relatively close to the Capitol, and be open to official ceremonial functions as required by state law. Now, I'm no expert, but I think the state's got all kinds of places to have official ceremonial functions. By the way, security, uh, let's talk about that. House Speaker Melissa Hortman, the top DFLer in the legislature, said she understands why space security and neighborhood considerations make temporary lodging so expensive. Quote, when you have folks going to protest a governor in his house, you have an entire block of people who are there. Not only the governor's wife and children, but the neighbors who didn't necessarily sign up for this. This is the person from the party that has been sending protesters off into civilian neighborhoods for years. But I guess Hortman is just, I mean, didn't Hortman talk with her fellow DFLer, Lisa Bender? Lisa Bender. Get on message, Melissa. Public safety is a privilege. Lisa Bender said so. By the way, uh, as someone whose house was on the edge of the DFL's room to destroy three years ago, I think it would be perfectly appropriate for the Waltzes to get to a place in the city subject to the DFL's notion of law enforcement. Maybe someplace Plymouth and Sheridan. At any rate, this is more signs of the imperial governorship. More of that when we come back. Northern Alliance AM 1280, The Patriots.
5: You know what the best thing about all the snow on my roof is? What's that? Well, it hides the fact that I need a new roof.
1: Well, there is that. Call JTR Roofing. JTR will give you an estimate and get your project on their calendar ASAP
5: this spring. But there's a bunch of roofing and siding companies. Why should I call JTR?
1: Check out their online reviews, like this one.
5: I was able to get everything repaired at a great value.
1: JTR roofing service is above and beyond. I highly recommend them.
8: Yeah, okay.
1: Or this one. We're very pleased with the work JTR roofing did. The quality and professionalism was outstanding. They did the job in one day and had everything cleaned up as well. Hmm. Locally owned JTR Roofing stands behind their work, and they'll be around for you in the years to come. JTR Roofing.
5: Sounds like I better give them a call.
7: Visit JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. JTR Roofing, windows, siding, and gutters. JTRRoofingInc.com. Did you know that there's one place you can go to hear God's words of hope spoken into your life anytime, anywhere? OnePlace.com. Listen to your favorite Christian programs, read daily devotionals, and get answers to your tough questions all at OnePlace.com or on the OnePlace app in the Apple and Android app stores. Visit OnePlace.com today.
5: That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. The Patriot is proud to air the Pledge of Allegiance every
1: weekday morning. If you're a veteran, current service member, or a first responder, we would like to honor your service by having you recite the pledge. If you're interested, please call us today and we'll book a time for you to visit our studios. The number is 651-289-4410. That's 651-289-4410. Then join us for The Pledge each weekday morning at 7.30.
7: Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's
1: great. (laughs) Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net
6: to find out more. AM 1280 The Patriot. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. The number to call. Should you care to join me? If you pack the gear to engage with someone who's not going to roll over, which there may be three DFLers in the state who can manage to do that. I I don't know. There's got to be more. I know more than that. I know some of them personally. They're probably not part of this audience. That's fine. Whoever you are, enjoy. I don't throw plates at you. There is a point in asking. You will get a reply and a great argument. By the way, someone called in to say they love the bumper music. Oh, let me tell you, so do I. Uh, And it goes back, by the way, to, uh, to when I was working in music radio way, 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 way back when. Thinking, man, the people who pick the music for this music radio station sure pick a lot of garbage. Someday... When I have some authority at a radio station, I'm going to pick the good music. And by golly, I do. <laughs> so thank you very much. And by the way, I'll be posting the uh, set list, if you will, set list, song list for today's show at shotinthedark.info. As soon as I have a few minutes to, to actually type stuff here. Uh, so, yeah. So we, we talked about Governor Waltz and his sense of imperial entitlement and it was interesting this past week. I, I just talked about the, 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 the 17 point list of qualifications that led the state to have no choice but to billet the governor, governor and his family in a $17,000 a month home, which, by the way, is uh, for a year and a half because they need uh, security and safety. Well, if you want security, put them in the St. Paul Hotel, it would be cheaper. And there's controllable entrances and exits, and, and it's not like they do anything that they need to get outside. I don't know. I won't say that. But, I mean, we're talking the kind of place that Minnesotans dream about if they hit the Powerball. And sure, Governor Clink, you're a man of the people. At any rate, uh, so that's uh, – by the way, so, uh, Speaker Hortman, again, going back on, on DFL Orthodoxy, saying public safety is a privilege – Unless you're a senior member of the ruling class, in which case it's a necessity, which really is something that George Orwell wrote about much, much, much better 70 years ago, saying, you know, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Uh, again, my house was right on the edge of the DFL's room to destroy that they declared three years ago. I think it'd be perfectly appropriate for the Waltzes to get a place where they can see what life is like in one Minnesota or at least one metro area. Uh, I suggested Plymouth and Sheridan, but I don't know, maybe maybe Maryland and Forest on the east side of St. Paul would be appropriate as well and, and closer to the capital. Uh, by the way, Governor Clink responded to that with his usual grace and even had in this quote. I'm pretty agnostic where I lay my head, said the governor. I certainly welcome if the legislature's job is oversight. Go do it. It's better than banning books. It's better than demonizing kids. Go do that oversight. I accept what you, oh, you accept. No, you deflected away from the issue. People trying to hold you accountable are banning books, which, by the way, No Republican is banning books. Keeping a book out of a school library isn't banning a book. Uh, Demonizing kids, nobody has demonized a single child. Well, other than the DFL, who's harvesting them by the bushel load in the abortion clinics that kick money back to the DFL. That's, well, not demonizing technically, but I don't know, death is pretty bad. Anyway, speaking of doing the job, by the way, since the governor brought that phrase up, Governor Clink is, other than these carefully staged managed photo ops that you get, uh, has been making himself kind of scarce. Uh, of course, not not just to me. I mean, I've sent repeated invitations every two years uh, to appear on this show, as I do to every DFL politician, all of them, and I haven't even gotten a, a snide little. Go soak your head uh, from the governor's office. But even even the largely DFL-friendly, longtime friend of mine, Bla, uh, Blois Olson, who uh, is, is a political commentator on a lesser radio station, who on his uh, political take the other day noted, and I quote, I'll note that Governor Tim Walz has declined to come on the Sunday take. That's a radio show that Mr. Olson does on a much lesser talk station since last May. I renewed my request this week, a long-form 45-minute interview. Yet, as Jason Derusha, again, another longtime friend of uh, of the show and host of a much, much lesser station, notes, he did an interview about cinnamon rolls and chili. His communications team should give up the bubble wrap addiction. By the way, there was another one of those these past weeks as, uh, as, as Minnesotans are starting to get angry about the way their kids are being miseducated. His big public appearance was at a pizzeria in Minneapolis giving a bunch of, for a lack of a better term, cheesecake photos of him and the lieutenant governor eating pizza. Now, this pizzeria had apparently won some sort of a national award, and what does a governor want more than to put his name on some form of, of innocuous success? Anyway, uh, Olson asking if the governor's communications team could maybe take off the bubble wrap. He's being kind of a Pollyanna, and I'm sure he knows it. The DFL strategy, like the strategy of many Democrats, including uh, Joe Biden's handlers, is to stay firmly within the bubble wrap, as Boy Solson puts it. The governor comes out of his mansion, or now mansion-esque Lake Cottage, to do carefully stage-managed dog-and-pony shows, like going to pizzerias and donut shops and Oh, he went to a train derailment this last week because the focus group showed that people were really not happy with the fact that the Biden administration ignored the Palestine train derailment problem. So there was a ethanol car derailment. And the governor went down there, had his staff take a bunch of gauzy soft focus shots of him. And the lieutenant governor may not have been there. I wonder if there's a scandal afoot here. Uh, and then it's back to isolation. So when the the governor's staff said, well, we need to have official ceremonial functions at this $17,000 a month uh, mansion on the lake, What, what ceremonial functions? All the governor does is stuff his face while Lieutenant Governor Flanagan looks on, beaming at him like a proud mom. I mean, what can you think about these people other than they clearly think that they are royalty. (laughs) Let's uh go to the phones. Invergrove Heights. Dan, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are live on here. Yeah, hi, Mitch. You know, I want to know what
0: you think if this would be a good idea. I I think it would be a good idea that for um Republicans and any Democrats who want to assert the truth, assert facts, would uh just make it some kind of a declaratory statement. Uh, So that people know where Republicans stand as opposed to Democrats regarding the fact that there are two sexes, male and female, and that we believe that biological boys, biological males are just that. And if they want to wear a dress, they can wear dresses, but they're still biological boys or, or males or men.
6: Oh, it's in they're the platform. It's in the GOP platform. I mean, it is absolutely – thanks for your call, as always, by the way, Dan. But uh, it's in the GOP platform. That's a, that's an official statement. You have to dig a bit to find it because the platform is just this bloated monstrosity, 17 pages of small type, that includes a lot of basically every issue you can think of, including some that contradict each other. But it's in there. And And by the way, the Republican Party, to an extent – Practices what you have preached, right there, Dan. Uh, the the Republican Party has had transgender activists. There is at least one uh, candidate who uh, ran as an independent Republican and then had ran as an independent to undercut the vote totals of a, of a Democrat. I mean, this person was a transgender woman who I wouldn't say was a member of the Republican Party, but was certainly. Befriended and and treated very well, uh civilly and as an equal, but an awful lot of Republicans not you you know as well as I do. there are Republicans out there of the traditional Christian conservative persuasion who are not going to react well to this sort of thing to that sort of uh, social stance and to which I have to say look let's let's keep our eyes on the prize here and and yes, how you believe in your personal life is of absolute importance on this life and the next. But for purposes of winning elections and and, and and preventing evil from taking over the world here and now, the one that we're in at a time when so many people are in dire need of saving, if you want to take a, millennia, to take a millennialistic view of, of the current times, uh, millenarian view. Sorry uh, of the current times, you might want to have a government, uh, a, a party to government that actually embraces the tolerance that we're asking for from the other side. Actually, not asking for, demanding from the other side. Uh, this is another whole subject. It's a great subject, Dan, and it deserves a half hour of its very own. And I may just wind up giving it uh, to uh, giving that at some point here. So it's part. Of a larger argument that I actually did want to spend a whole segment or half an hour on today, that I'm not going to have time to. As something that that uh, our co-hosts on the Freedom 1570, uh, Michael Walsh and Ben Shapiro, talked about this last uh, this last week the, the the fact that traditional values like like patriotism, religion, community, uh, service to the community, and, and pride in the community have plunged dramatically among Americans over this last twenty years. 25 years actually now, since 1998. And it's amazing and, and depressing, profoundly so, the extent to which the the values that define a functional society, especially a small illiberal society that is focused on, and functions around equality rather than equity, that focuses on tolerance rather than compliance, that focuses on liberal values like equality and and trust rather than enforced happiness this is desperately bad news it's a subject that needs a whole hour and i will no doubt have to give it that full hour here next week but uh this ties into that the idea that that we can (laughs) brandon tatum actually put it very well yesterday it's a point that i've been making for years uh one of the great lies that the big left has been foisting on Americans for years now is that diversity is strength it's not diversity in and of itself is not a strength diversity for its own sake is a bunch of people sitting in a rowboat rowing in in whatever direction they want to the boats going nowhere if you have a black person, a transgender person, a white male, a lesbian, and an Arab in a boat, and they're rowing in the same direction, then the diversity could very well be a strength. Uh, Then the differences between the people in the boat could very well complement each other, provided they're pulling in the same direction. Diversity has been a strength in this country over the decades, provided by, provided rather that everyone involved, or at least a, a solid majority involved, are pulling in the same direction when it comes to life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, uh, the free association of equals, a government governed, governing by the consent of the governed. The belief that whatever this nation's fault, it's it's a worthwhile experiment that deserves to survive and thrive and, and that deserves some work on perfecting it rather than chucking it out going forward the way big left has been doing. That it's key institutions, patriotism, faith, family, community are more important and more worth protecting than the alternatives. Oh, yeah, I'm going to spend a full hour on this. One of these coming weeks, because this this is the beach to die on, as they say in the world of, of business and amphibious assault. This is the important, perhaps the most important issue of our time, the issue that's underneath all of the other issues that faced our society today, whether it's transgender activists telling you two plus two equals five. Or the government spending like there is no tomorrow, perhaps because they don't think there needs to be one. Much more when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280,
1: The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey
8: app. Immaculate Conception School is now accepting enrollment applications for fall 2023. Financial aid and scholarship funding still available. Schedule a tour today. Learn why Immaculate Conception School is your child's firm foundation. Search Immaculate Conception School.
4: like it you get your money back but you're going to love it and you're going to love the price internet for your home for 50 bucks a month that's less than 2 bucks a day plus no contracts no upfront costs no equipment fees and our 15 day guarantee call now 800-846-2124 800-846-2124 800-846-2124 that's 800-846-2124
2: Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is. Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think.
7: Hello, my name is Marianne Kowarski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance, or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at ProLifeForCrossAmerica.org. Pro Life Across America is non-political and totally educational.
6: AM12A the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651 289 4488 Irish music? Well yeah, well, yeah. Now that we mention it, my band last night played at Shamrocks.
0: God, we're
6: One of my bucket list bars. I mean, a place that I've been wanting to play for 15 years, which is probably 10 years before I figured I would ever play in another band again as long as I lived. It was just not something that crossed my mind back then. And yet, even then, I wanted to play at Shamrocks. And, boy, it was fun. And when I say fun, I mean not because there was a huge crowd there. Because, wouldn't you know, it a blizzard sprang up. Or, okay, what Minnesotans call a blizzard, let's be honest. It was something we in North Dakota would call a little, a flurry or two. But, uh that's no it was actually it was a pretty significant snow we uh, I was talking with a lot of people who spent hours and hours trying to drive home from uh, the city to places in the outlying exurbs of the metro area places like Cambridge and uh Montrose and places like that, that had to have been mighty scary uh, I had more than a few friends say that was the scariest driving they've ever had i've uh I will put I'm not going to try and one up them I'm uh, glad everyone made it home alive uh, anyway last night so Nonetheless, if you weren't there, and I know some of you were, a couple of uh, fans of the show did turn up last night, and that was good to see. Uh, it was a great time. Anyway, we had a great night. The staff and the probably twenty, thirty people who were there had a great time, and so hopefully we'll be back. We're trying to get. Uh, it, we're trying. Hopefully, in the next few days, we'll hear from uh, the, the management there, and hopefully that'll uh, involve us coming back there. So. Looking forward to perhaps uh, appearing at Shamrocks again. I love playing that place. That was such a blast. Anyway, uh, we're going to be back uh, next Saturday night at the Roseville Legion. That's on uh, County Road C between Victoria and Dale in Roseville. That's uh, seven to eleven next Saturday night. We'll be talking about that next week on the show. The following week, we're going to be out at Spicer at the Spicer American Legion, way out in western uh, southwestern Minnesota. Presuming we don't have another blizzard then. So uh yeah we'll uh, we'll give that hope you can make it out to one of our gigs. 651-289-4488. Uh let's go to the phones real quick. Paul in Plymouth. Yeah, you're on the Northern Alliance. Hey
4: Mitch, great show. I got to ask you, uh, a few weeks back you started out the show talking about the puppet Tim Walls, Governor Walls. I want to know how soon is it going to be before possibly, you know, Operators are going to be standing by, and I can purchase my own, you know, Governor King walls with a, maybe a little crown, some kind of puppet. You know, I got, mm. I got my money ready, saved up, ready to go. Um, oh, brilliant
6: marketing and, idea. I love and, it.
4: And maybe, yeah, and can I maybe also add an accompanying uh, puppet? With the little, you know, the punching bag hands that maybe says progressive on the side, you know, kind of behind next to him, punching him, you know, uh, keeping him, you know, moving in the the left direction. You know, if if you're of an
6: entrepreneurial bent... I would say jump on this idea before I do. If you have an entrepreneurial bone in your body, you could probably make some serious bank on this. I love it. So you're going to have to hustle because if there's any people who do uh, not only marketing in my, within the sound of my voice, I urge you to have your people call my people. Hint, I am my people. Uh, thank you very much for your Paul, uh, call, Paul. Brilliant idea. I love it. Uh, this, this needs to be done. And, uh, yeah, if you get there before me, more power to you. <sighs> There's so many great ideas out there, and they're all so appropriate because the governor is a puppet of the progressive wing of the party. He wouldn't exist without Peggy Flanagan and the progressive wing. She is the de facto visible public leader of, which is why she is in ever like unlike any lieutenant governor in Minnesota history. She is not only a name that people can remember. But she is in virtually every piece of communication the administration puts out. I mean, she's pretty clearly being groomed to run for governor. And they pretty clearly ex- expect that the uh, groundwork will be laid for a progressive sinecure to make that possible in a, in a time when there's no other chance that that would ever be allowed to happen. Or the no way, way the voters would ever vote for it. Anyway, so a question I have... Yeah, we'll come back to that one next week as well. I've got a lot of stuff I'm putting away for next week. I have a lot of friends, by the way, uh, long-time friends of mine who have had enough of life here in Minnesota. Some of it's the politics. Some of it's the weather, like yesterday. And some of them, it's both. And I had one of them, a good friend of mine, uh, good friend, a good acquaintance of mine on social media, say, yeah, it's too much. he hit his limit. It's time to, to pack it up and move it to someplace uh, more politically friendly. I got to thinking about that. He said, "Yep, I mean it's." Um, he had some saying: "Is it's time to pick up and go? It's uh, time to cut your." Oh yeah, it was the, the uh, Kenny Rogers song, "The Gambler." Got to know when to hold them, when to fold them. Because I, cause I it was in response to my saying, you know, I'm half descended from Vikings and twenty five percent descended from Lowland Scott's white trash and. We are programmed to fight. We're a fighting people and uh, usually over pointless things. But this one is not pointless. Uh, The response from this friend of mine was you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. My response to the response, run and you'll live at least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives but they'll never take our freedom. See, that's my response to that response. What would I do if I weren't fighting? If you're one of those people who fight just for the pure joy of the fight, ah, I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Northern Alliance Radio Network, Jack Tomzak up next. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America.
7: Whether a lazy weekend spent up north enjoying Minnesota lake life, finding your favorite Juicy Lucy, or attending a music festival in the city, discovering bands that become the soundtrack of your summer. It is these precious fleeting moments experienced together that shape us and make us who we are. Plan your dream vacation at exploreminnesota.com. Sponsored by Explore Minnesota Tourism. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station.
3: wouldn't you say it's time for a beauty refresh lucky for you Ulta Beauty's 21 days of beauty is happening now so treat yourself with up to 50% off bestsellers like Benefit
7: Cosmetics and MAC Cosmetics and say hello to new product launches from Fenty Beauty by Rihanna
3: Tarte Cosmetics and so many more that new you feeling is waiting at Ulta Beauty but hurry beauty's biggest event ends April 1st shop in-store online or try curbside pickup today Ulta Beauty the possibilities are beautiful
2: Are you certain that your forever after is taken care of with your retirement plan? Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing how to build confidence in and remain confident in retirement. After all, peace of mind in retirement will make your golden years much more enjoyable. Alan Mike will share with you five ways to remain confident in retirement. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, noon on Saturday on AM 1280 The Patriot, or call them right now with your questions at 855-231-6010.